People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, man. As you know, Monday mornings are my busy mornings, so I'm going to hop right into this. Because this is the night before, my energy is probably not the best, and directly following this, I'm going to do some reading and whatnot and get back into the works in terms of what I got going in my life. Um, And of course, I have to wake up very, very early in the morning tomorrow to kick off a beautiful, and I mean a beautiful Monday morning. But um, with saying that, I'm talking to you guys about my journey, man. Books, books. I'm not a fictional guy. I do adore a lot of Americans for reading all different types of books on different public public means of transportation, like airplanes, trains, and stuff like that. I love it when I see people read. Uh, if I could get you know a lot of my students to read, Practically every day or whenever they can, I would absolutely love that too because they could actually learn grammar from reading, period. Um, and so when it comes down to fictional stuff, reading is re- reading is essence here. In America, focus on what you're trying to accomplish in your life. So again, I started with, of course, Rhonda Burns, The Magic. That was during one of the worst times and trying times of my life, October 2014, when I actually started having a lot of different thoughts that – have never creeped up on me in my entire life. Uh, and then after that, I got a book called Jack Canfield's D.D. I think the co-author was D.D. Watkins. And that book was by the name of, you know, The Key to Living the Law of Attraction. And I love this book because it had affirmations, goal-setting things, different tools, different things that you can actually put to good use really, really quick. That's why I love it so much. And I love even going back and looking at some of my goals that I wrote two years ago because I just keep highlighting them, saying, achieved, achieved, achieved. It's remarkable. And that was in terms of that. But the thing is, that was just affirmations and whatnot. There was nothing really changing my paradigm within my mind. You know, it's kind of like motivational speakers. You're all motivated to do this and do that, and then actually, you know, when you get back to your car, reality sets back in. The dream bashers come. That program comes back and says, hey, you know what? You can't do that. There's no way you could do that. You don't have the you don't have the amount of money to start up a business. You don't have the amount of education to do this. Uh, they won't hire you because of these reasons or those reasons. All those types of things happen, especially after, you know, motivational speakers. No offense to Les Brown, but they th- there's no changing of the mind. And so, of course, and. May of 2015, came across Lisa Nichols on the Steve Harvey show. She mentioned Les Brown, looked up his videos. These ones started jumpstarting me, but I st- I kept recreating the same problem that has lingered with me and followed me, you know, from the very beginning since I touched down in this country in terms of, of course, depreciating who I am because of my skin tone, because of what other people have said. So anyways, going towards, I think, the end of the year, 2015, It was a really, uh, it came from a botched trip, and I mentioned this on my blog. Uh, You know, one of my quote-unquote friends, I actually went to go visit her in Chiang Mai, which is in the north. Wonderful Christmas. She made the best banana pancakes, pancakes period, I've ever ate in my life. Uh, We had a wonderful day that day, and you know what? We were supposed to see each other five days later in Singapore. She was going to get there the 29th. I was going to get there the 30th. We were going to rock house and have a wonderful New Year's Eve Of course, overlooking Marina Bay Sands. Uh, But next thing you know, she just got really uh, distant. She was very cold. 
And it sucks because I already transferred the money to her so she could book the hotel. So the book hotel was already booked in her name, but I wasn't able to check in or get a key card or anything. And I remember the last message I got from her, she was like, you know what? Oh, no, she didn't say, you know what? She just said, hey, we might be out, so you're just going to have to wait at the hotel uh, for us in the lobby. Not even in the room, in the lobby. And I said, you know what? Do your own thing. That was the last message I ever sent her. And that was it. I never talked to her again. Never talked to her again. And, of course, that was two years ago. Going up on two years. And that was the best decision I've ever made. Now, because I lost 300 to 400 U.S. dollars. But at the same time, I said, man, something big has to come into my life. And if I had gone to Singapore, I would have never picked up or picked up. Yeah, I would have never picked. <laughs> I would have never picked up that Napoleon Hill's law of success. And that's what happened in the ensuing days. I went down to one of the biggest shopping plazas in Bangkok and there it sat a book, Napoleon Hill, massive 500 plus pages. And then, of course, standing right next to it was Paulo Coelho's The Alchemy. And Will Smith obviously mentioned that in one of his interviews before. And I picked that one up, too, because it's an easy read. I could finish that in about, you know, a couple of weeks or so. Read that and the boys' alchemy and following this and following that. But it never really started changing me. But you know what? That Napoleon Hill and those laws that I had to write down, the principles and everything I followed, that is what started to change me that paradigm because from 2016 forward that victimization of what I've always done with myself it started going away it really did I was able to you know slain some dragons going back to some of the horrific uh places that I first started teaching and whatnot and it was no longer the same I was standing up to everyone I was like say something to me but of course no one's gonna say anything to me because I created that even before that a couple months before that I went to Vietnam and at that time, I think it was like April 1st or 2nd, I bought Jack Canfield's book, uh, The Success Principles. And before I went to Vietnam, which was, I think, the 11th or 12th, I came up on a chapter of his, a principle, and it said, believe in yourself. And I was still just trying to escape this last little bit because I was actually doing a part-time job, whereas I dealt with uh, probably the last slate of really profound, despicable Oh, just inhumane racism at a language center in the heart of Bangkok. And after that, that was the end. Never happened again. Because I started believing in myself again. With conjunction, of course, with the Napoleon Hill book and doing that. Next thing you know, I came across Lisa Nichols' Abundance Now book. That was life gratifying. Next thing you know, Tony Robbins' book. Stephen Covey, of course, I bought in conjunction with everything else. Dale Carnegie's Art of Public Speaking. Bought all of those books. And they started changing everything. And I was just so happy. So happy to the point where I'm like, you know what? I had to reprogram my mind. It was like I had to, I learned, I needed to unlearn and relearn again. But the right stuff. These books, especially the ones that I'm reading right now, Darren Hardy. uh, I just finished the um, unbelievable uh, Dell Carnegie's um, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Those podcasts were just like massive because uh, they got so many plays, so many downloads, and a couple other ones. Um, of course, How to Influence People. I never really stopped that book, but there was nothing else I could actually give back to you guys, so I still need to close that book out. Stephen Covey's book still, to this day, actually excites me. I still read it from time to time, and there still are some things that I need to point out in his book. Uh, I need to get back to the art of public speaking, because I'm going to be doing this TEDx, and a lot of people are still tuning into 
my podcasts and my blogs, uh, and a lot of them too. So, but man, there's no way a motivational speaker, a motivational speech, or even a motivational video is going to change what's going on within my mind. And when I sat down and thought about that, I was like, okay, from this point going forward, I need to start reading. And a lot of you don't have the time to read, so that's why I actually do podcasts about some of these chapters and relate it to my life so you guys can actually relate it to yours and see somehow you could take some tools from it or whatnot. But, boy, when I started reprogramming my mind, <laughs> I never thought I could do it. I, I mean, from that point going forward, I've traveled to the likes of Bali, Maldives, back home to America, Malaysia probably three to four times, Singapore, uh Oh my God, just everywhere. I mean, I've been able to do this. And how was I able to do this? It was just because I needed to seriously, like there was just something. It it, wasn't like a top secret, something that needed to be unlocked. Felt like my Pandora's box or maybe it was just a, a, a safe within my mind that was harvesting and keeping all this horrendous and fake information and I finally said to myself, okay, man, this is enough. Enough is enough. I'm going to hurry up and bang it. I'm going to figure out what's going on in my mind. You know, one of my students just recently told me just yesterday uh, that her best friend is in one of the, what is it? He's in an insane, uh, I don't know how to say it, but he's in an insane, an insane asylum. An insane asylum. So hard to say that fast. And it's because he's like, why do I have to live? What do I have to give? And it's like, oh, you have plenty to forgive. You have plenty to give. See, a lot of us, and if you actually look at it, I, I realized right off the back, I was like, what's his family situation like? And she's like, well, uh, his parents show him nothing. I was like, there it is. There it is. I could tell exactly what a student is. Just I could tell what the parents are just by what the student students are. I mean, it's easy, right? If you go to some of those public schools in the heart of Las Vegas or the inner city Chicago or Philadelphia, Philadelphia, formerly known, uh, and a lot of those students are rowdy. You go back home, the mother's on drugs. The father left them a long time ago. See what I mean? Is this ringing a bell? So, guys, what I'm trying to say here is where can you start? I've already made a podcast on that, but you're going to have if you're not happy with any of the results, which I've been talking about in the Darren Hardy uh, podcast and whatnot, or anything that's going on in your life, it's because the habits and choices you've made, and those choices come from obviously the subconscious and everything. You're going to have to reprogram your subconscious mind. And you could do that by obviously forming new habits, but honestly, it's going to come from books. It's going to come from books. A lot of people say, well, I don't have time to read. I don't have time. Well, then that's why you follow my podcast. But if you're really looking at changing your life, you need to change the program in your mind. That's all there is to it. It's like the red pill and blue pill. You know, if you choose not to change it, well, guess what? Just take the blue pill, wake up again tomorrow, and keep doing what it is you hate to do. But if you take that red pill, you're going into the heart of your mind and some things you're going to find in there that you're not going to be happy about. But the most beautiful part about it is that you're going to be able to reset it, hit the reset button and continue to hit the reset button if you're not happy. So 
I really wanted to point that out, how books were able to change my life. If it wasn't for books, I'd be still doing the same thing over and over and over. Now I'm rebelling in terms of at work. You know, I'm like, hey, listen, guys, if you don't do this, you don't do that, I'm going to take a walk. I'm looking for other work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I started doing this just because I I realized my true potential. You know, there's a lot of jobs out there. Uh, you know, I got an email all of a sudden from one of a, a very prestigious government school, and they were like, hey, you know, uh, we'd like you to come on down here, full-time job. And I'm like, you guys have to pay me at least 90000 baht a month. The thing is, schools are not willing to pay that, but I know my true potential. I am not going under that. 90000 baht a month, that's 3000 US dollars, and that's probably the top 10%. Close to the top 5%, but those are international schools. But yeah, top 10%, and if you tell them right off the back, hey, I don't accept anything under this, that means you're a master of your own class. You're your own boss. Not only that, but you know your true self-worth. Don't ever sell yourself short, people. It's funny, This day I worked at, um, what is it, Charleston and Decatur Dental. Yeah, it was right there. It was a dental office before I, uh, a year before I actually came here to Thailand. And this place was so funny. But anyways, I remember going into this interview and this HR guy, he came in and he's like, hey, so how much do you want per hour? And I was like, oh, at 12? He was like, don't ever say that. I said, what? Don't ever say what? He's like, don't ever sell yourself short. 15 minimum. HR said that. And he gave me 16 for two days until he fired me. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it was the best thing that ever happened because I was able to go back to my main job and have the most unbelievable amount of fun for the ensuing months until I moved here. But when he taught me that, and now I understand why he taught me that. You know, going back to the 30,000 baht, which a lot of people, a lot of teachers make, which is 1,000 US dollars an hour, that's very high for a lot of foreigners. But honestly, no, 40,000, absolutely not. 50,000, no. 60,000, no. Honestly, at my present job, if I get under a certain mark, I say, uh, you guys better fix this or I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to start doing my own thing. And they're like, oh, uh, well, we don't know. Well, we're doing this. We're allocation, this and that. I'm like, hey, listen, I got things. I, I got needs I need to meet. I got investments. I got savings. I got a lot of different things, and I'm looking to improve my life. Every single day, if you're not going to be in that basically group category, whatever you want to call it, in my circle to try to improve myself, improve my self-worth, improve my everything in my life. Hey, you know what? Thank you for everything, uh, but it's time for me to go. And this is what books and experiences have taught me. So with that being said, guys, if you guys have any questions in terms of what books you need, you want to start off reading. You're like, well, you know, I don't know what to do. Guys, you know how to get in contact with me. Comment on my YouTube video. Of course, the Arsenio Buck Show. This podcast is going to directly upload to that or just send me an email. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. And with that being said, people, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. It's time for me to retire over and out.